podcast. Got a jazzy score of our own making here. Jazzy. No, that's it's... our theme song. That's our theme song? We have a jazzy theme song now. Yeah, it's like breaking Changes news. It up. I'm full rammed up right now. You're rammed up? This has nothing to do with the Rams losing. I just felt like no. ramming up. You just, just feel like a ram. Sometimes yeah. you feel like a ram, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like a sheep. Sometimes you feel <laughs> like a sheep, yeah. It's the, the ram going. It's the Media Folk <laughs> Podcast, your source for news about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but sometimes in it's that in order. order. Uh, today is Wednesday, uh, December 19th. This is our pre-Christmas podcast. Uh, next week, we will be back after Christmas uh, with our list extravaganzas. so get ready for end of the yes. year wrap-up. We'll, we'll still have a regular show on the 26th, Yeah, but in between those days, we'll have a new top five, ten, five yeah. list. Uh, top fives for the podcast. Yes. But yes. Um, we will do our, yes, our annual uh, t- uh, year-end wrap-up, uh, which we'll do similar to last year. Um, and the we'll, year before that. We'll probably talk more about this that. at the end of the podcast. And the year before that. And the year before that. Yes. Yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah, I think that we only, well, we only have like three or four. We only have four. Four. Uh, but yeah, uh, if, yes. Uh, so Wednesday, Wednesday, December 19th, today, uh, this is episode 100 and... 56? 59? 55? You sure it wasn't 58 last week? 55? No, because we hit 150, like... Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Right. 150 something. It's only like 155. We're in the 50s. 150s, that is. 150-ish. Uh, but yes, uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Media Boat Podcast says it right there in our title. Says it right there. So let's get roll right into it. We uh, first always talk about movies, and we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. Yes. And it was a good weekend, I want to say. Yes, new um, films. it is no longer uh, the the reign of Ralph, as Ralph is no longer your number one movie. Ralph is no longer wrecking it. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, however, is your number one movie at $35 million uh, for a debut, which is low. Middling. Yeah. It's I mean, not, I guess the number one, it's going to say the number one in all the commercials. It's not amazing. It's not spectacular. It's not spectacular. It's not the ultimate... Uh, price point it could have been, but hey, it's fine. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's all. You got. Okay, <laughs> I got three of them. That's all I know. Uh, like who's been playing Spider-Man? <laughs> no, I have not actually. I have to go back to that at some point, but but yeah, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, everybody's talking about this thing. It's your number one movie this week. Number two coming in. Number two, The Mule, uh, which is your Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood as Clint Eastwood uh, uh, movie where he's. I don't Clint, know. Clint Eastwood, Drug Mule. Mule the and mule. the Drugs. Uh, that made $17 million. Um, number three, The Grinch. Dr. Seuss, The Grinch, moves down, uh, earning another $11 million. Uh, its total is at $239 million domestic. That's pretty high that for That is going to be film. on your year-end top ten. Probably, yeah. yeah. Which is insane. That's dumb. <laughs> Ralph Breaks the Internet, as I mentioned, down to number four this week with $9 million. Only at uh, one fifty-four in comparison. Yeah, so the Grinch is outpacing everything. And uh, this year in box office bombs, you're number five with a measly seven point five million dollars. Peter Jackson directed. Peter Jackson's Mortal Engines just could not muster enough care. 
or anybody to care about it uh, to matter. CGI fest. <laughs> Everybody probably saw the trailer and was like, yeah, Why man. is this a thing? Or just maybe that they put too much hope in the f- existing fan base of the novels to be interested enough. I don't know. Something didn't happen that was supposed to happen with this thing. It sounds like an interesting concept. I... In, on paper, in theory. But just something didn't click with audiences. I guess or not. Nobody. nobody. Nope. Or maybe it was just the power of Spider-Man. Just brought everybody in instead. Nah, because even Spider-Man only had $35 million. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a slow, it's a slow time right now. I think people are in the middle of trying Christ- to get shopping Christmas done. Shopping. And everything before the actual Christmas weekend. It'll be interesting to see how all these movies fare in actual Christmas next week. Yeah. Yeah. So... Now, we'll, we'll follow back up with those movies next week. But but speaking of, we have Christmas releases. We do have some Christmas releases. Uh, uh, we've got a handful. Yeah, um, seeing as Christmas is on a Tuesday. Um, so we're going to do three different dates here. Uh, the 19th, yes. the 21st, and the 22nd. Or the, 26th. Yes. That is the, this weekend as well as Christmas, uh, the day after Christmas. Yeah, so this is all the rest of the releases for the rest of the year. Pretty much, yeah. So, uh, first up on the 19th. Uh, uh, this week. Already out. So this is out as we speak, as we're recording. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, the uh, long-awaited sequel of sorts to uh, the original Disney Mary Poppins. Yes, they had to wait for the author to die before they could create another Mary Poppins. Um, they had to put out a... And then uh, make a deal with the estate. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that is out in theaters now. Yes, uh, your, Golden Globe nominated yes, Golden Mary Poppins Globe Returns. Nominated uh, family bait film here, so go take your families to that one. Yes. Uh, also, it's the twenty first has your action movies as well as your I don't know. So these are your <laughs> Christmas releases, as all the ads are saying. You have Aquaman, uh, uh, DC's Aquaman, finally out. Yes, uh, James Wan directed Aquaman, starring your Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Like, if you know any women or any any real people that are attracted to men, uh, you've heard a lot about Jason Momoa this year, and this is why. Jason Momoa <laughs> is in peak physical Aquaman shape. <laughs> he is in some sort of shape. I know people seem to love it, uh, whatever shape that is. Uh, so yeah, that's out as well as Bumblebee. Uh, your Haley Steinfeld vehicle? Yes. Literally. The, your second <laughs> Haley Steinfeld vehicle. Yeah. Of the, of the Christmas season. Also, uh, that Steve Carell weird Robert Zemeckis movie, Welcome to Marwin. Yes. Um, I've uh, heard that this is a great concept, but poorly executed. That is exactly what I thought was sounds trailer. like a Robert Zemeckis film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy, you know, obviously... Back we here the at the Media Boat Podcast love Back to the Future. Back to the Future and Forrest Gump. However, Robert Zemeckis, he ain't got what he used to get. So, I don't know. Your mileage may vary on Marwin. But... Apparently the mileage of a DeLorean goes pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't, he's not hitting 88 miles per hour anymore. Uh, not even 88 million dollars anymore. That mo- hey! hey! That movie does have Janelle Monet in it, though. So, there's something. Um, also, yeah. this week, second act. What is second act? This is the one I don't know. Second act is your female love story. Uh, this stars Jennifer Lopez as a maid in Manhattan oh. who is gets this a the job one where in, she's as an executive. The manager? Yeah, she gets an executive position. 
So, uh, so I, I heard uh, over the because course of this week, of a, somebody compared this to Working Girl. Yeah. And say that they're just making Working Girl again. It is. It sounds like they're making Working Girl again. It is. <laughs> okay. But yeah, she gets an executive job because of a mess up on her resume. Mm-hmm. And now she has to use street smarts to run the business world. I mean, good for Jennifer Lopez. It's been a while since she had a vehicle like this. She may got a paycheck out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a while since she's had a starring role. So I'm happy to see her working. If you want to see her working, you can watch her work it on (laughs) World of Dance. I think that's what she's on. Is that the show she's on? Yes. I don't know. Or or she's in uh, that uh, cop drama. Oh, right. Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue. But that got canceled finally, I believe. Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, then your tw- uh, December 26th releases, your post-Christmas releases. Uh, one f- comedy and one drama. Uh, you have Holmes and Watson, which is your Will Ferrell... Um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley uh, as up. Sherlock and uh, Watson. Sherlock Holmes and Jennifer Watson. Yes, <laughs> Jennifer Watson. And, Emma Watson. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's out. Mary Jane know. Watson. Like, I feel like that's questionable the the whole ad that they run is from the at first they yeah. were stepbrothers they were no uh talladega they yeah, were right, they right, were right, right. racers yeah and then they're stepbrothers and now yeah so yeah if i guess third I, time maybe i, I hesitate to recommend term. this at all because i don't know how it'll pan out it's but. a will ferrell comedy there's your bar yeah so we'll see uh, and then the Adam McKay directed, uh, based on true events, yeah, uh, Vice uh, about Dick Cheney. Yes, this thing is getting a lot of award nominations, yes. a lot of buzz, a lot of the end of the year lists, a lot of top ten, top five lists. So um, out of this, this, all of these movies, this is probably the one that's like we could probably say safely say go see it. Yes, we can safely say that this is the one. That people will be talking about yeah. Cub Award season. Well, I mean, to be fair, I guess the San Mary Poppins. I should be fair. It's like, yeah, it's not going to be as critically beloved, but I'm sure that that will be the more more seen movie of the two. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a couple of movies uh, on your ra- to have on your radar, and a bunch of other movies uh, that probably won't. So this be is the great. Christmas. <laughs> release yes everything floodgates are open yes a literal release all right that's it for new releases so let's roll into have you seen any movies this week i saw two movies what movies did you see i saw one in theaters what movie did you see in theaters i saw the number one movie in the box office okay spider-man you saw spider-man without me how spider-man spider-man into the spider-verse is it's Miles Morales the movie. Well, this is, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it was sold. That's how it was sold. Well, and with this is a movie with a bunch of Spider-Men in it. Yes. Uh, the Spider-Men are a good addition. It was funny. It was hilarious. Uh, Phil, Mo- Phil, Phil Moore. Phil Moore. Phil Lord and Chris Miller produced. <laughs> so it's got to be good. And uh-huh. it actually is good. Yeah. The style threw me off uh, at first, but I got used to it. It was innovative, it was interesting, and I liked what they were going with it. So I have to give them a ton of props for doing something new. Yeah. Especially from Sony Animation of An- all people. Animation nerds are loving this thing. Yes. I saw one tweet especially that was reeling over the fact that in just a mere year and a half, 
the studio that wrapped production on the Emoji Movie Ugh. switched gears and made this. Yeah. <laughs> L- lest we forget, this is this is the, the Emoji Movie was this team's last release. Which, of course, is in none of the uh, productions anywhere. No, of course not. None of the press releases. <laughs> it's just crazy to think about that. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's super insane that... Because talk about... That's what they were... That's what they lost A complete year. revert, like, 180 in quality, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's as if they said, well, we're going to throw up a Hail Mary pass. Here. Go do yeah. whatever you want. We won't stop you. And they did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Is this the is this the Eddie Murphy one for them, one for me? Yeah. Like thing in action where yeah. it's like, we'll do the emoji movie because Sony is making us. But hey, we got the Spider-Man property at least for now. Yep. Let's do something really cool with well, it. Well, this is also Sony's back end way of having a Spider-Man film and right. making one without using the Spider-Man live action proper yeah. networking deal and contract. by the sounds of it maybe they should have done this in the first place yeah <laughs> yeah because long story short yeah th- this is really good i loved their takes the the sony animation take not only on spider-man but mm-hmm. on all of its villains of oh, yeah. of their stylization of wilson fisk of kingpin of scorpion of green goblin of introducing even two more Guys, into uh, it. Okay. Yeah. There's a spoiler. Yeah, no spoilers. I, that, that, I, did, that I do hope to eventually see this movie. I don't yeah. know how or when, but eventually. Yeah, but no, the especially in a coming off of the most recent Spider-Man media iteration being Spider-Man the video game. Right. Yeah. This is like a great companion piece between. I can see that because stylistically and because they're both Sony products. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. They're a great companion piece. I mean, having played the game and watched the film, they were kind of in tandem, especially since Miles Morales did appear mm-hmm. in the video game. Well, spoilers, but... Spoilers. Eh, no, no, spoilers. No, it was like spoilers. Within the first two hours, you know that, so... Yeah. It, it's brought up... It's in several of the trailers, too. But yeah, it's a great film in and of itself. It's a great comic book film. It uses a lot of, a lot of stylized comic book media mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, comic book genre a lot of not terms but um, stylization in terms of like breaking up the screen flow of animation it's like a comic, uh, comic book presentation uh, yes. yeah yeah it's got that definitely that feel in it and it works extremely well with it cool. within that universe I can't really say anything bad about it, and I can see why yeah. it's getting a hundred percent everywhere. Yeah, and like nineties, and they're like being nominated across the board for best animation. And believe it or not, I think it can win. I, I think you're right. I think this has enough new technology within it, and enough of a new presence to have yeah. that kind of push, especially Ooh. in award season. This is gonna sweep the Annies, isn't it? I think it might. <laughs> yeah. Because it's new and it's different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's innovative in its storytelling, yeah. that I think it definitely can and... And again, in well, a year where both Disney and Pixar put out sequels. Well, there are mid-league sequels too. They were... Well, Ralph, but we like 
Incredibles 2 a great deal. Yes. It's just very easy to be dismissive of it because... It's a sequel. One, it's a sequel. And two, this year has been 18,000 years long. Yeah. And I can't even believe that movie came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard That's to remember. True. Like, if we rolled back the tape and listened to that podcast, we were gushing about that. Oh, yeah. That is a good movie. We are. It's like, a good I movie. I do not want to say that this was a weak year for, for a Pixar movie. It's just... It was a sequel, and that is going to be a different kind of look for award season. It always is, especially mm-hmm. when you talk about a sequel. Right. That you always have the original film to fall back you on. always do. And it's like, I feel like the only animated movies that I can think of that, uh, like, that go past that is the Toy Story sequels. Right. Well, especially Toy Story 3, because it got nominated for right. Best Picture of the Best Year. Best freaking picture! But anyway, we're talking about Spider-Man. So then Coco got robbed. Anyways. <laughs> we're talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes, we are. But yes, uh, it sounds amazing. It sounds... It's because it is amazing. It's <laughs> <Yes>. spectacular. <laughs> Not ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more Spider-Man. Yes. I love uh, what they did with it. I love that it wasn't just, we're doing this for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but there was a reason behind it. Uh, it did definitely, I feel, open up a lot more of the Spider-Man avenues that people to people that didn't know about it, that knew that they existed in the first place. Um, it's I really liked uh, Spider Woman Gwen Stacy played by Haley Steinfeld. Oh, speaking of speaking of, uh, Nick Cage was an excellent choice in this. <laughs> How's John uh, Mulaney? Hilarious. <laughs> uh, they did add have a Japanese version oh. of Spider-Man into this That's and. Neat. It was stylized, yeah. like drawn like an anime, and I thought that was a really great creative decision. That's a neat, um, neat thing. The the spider pig, uh-huh. uh, sp- spider ham, yes, um, was stylized and drawn as a Looney Tunes cartoon, yeah. which was great. As you need to. Yes, uh, Spider Man Noir was a always in black and white and always had wind flowing, even when they were in the cave, which was hilarious. All right, you no need wind. to stop. You need to stop because it's, I want to be surprised by some of these. It's, but it sounds amazing. Everything in it was great, stylized. Everything within it works very well with within not only the universe that they glimpse at, but also how that works within the one that they bring it in. Yeah. It's a great film overall. Go see this thing. Okay. All right. I'll be back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I have a podcast. Uh, but yeah, no, that sounds good. So on the patent, it, I know what you're going to say here. Media Boat Scale. Stream it, because you got a bunch of other (laughs) Christmas... No. No. Go uh, see it. Go go see it. Take your family to see it. Christmas Day traditions of going to the movies. Good Christmas Day movie. Yeah. It's a great great family film. See this instead of Mary Poppins? Is that that how far you're going for this? I haven't seen Mary Poppins. I can't make that call. But, uh, yeah. It was for the kids. We'll get back to you next week. Yeah. Uh, although it was too late already. I know. Okay, well, uh, just what well, you said, you saw something else, and you said uh, in theaters in a way for Spider Man that made me think that this other movie was not in a theater. Yes. What did you watch? I watched the foreign film Best Picture winner. <laughs> You're Both, calling it? I mean, it's <laughs> probably. Okay. Roma by ah, Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron. Um, I mentioned. Uh, uh, it's funny that, that we're talking about this because uh, in this very house there was an Alfonso Cuaron movie playing. Oh. Can you guess which one it was? Gravity. Last night. It was not Gravity. 
Harry Potter 3. It was Harry Potter 3. Which is funny because <laughs> when I when I put this film on, yeah. I was asked, oh, who? why are we watching this? Like, what's from Alfonso Cuaron? Like, yeah. well, who did that? Like, who's that? Like, well, he won for Gravity. I didn't see that. Well, he also did Spy- like Harry yeah. Potter 3. Harry Potter 3. He's like, oh, I like that. Like, that's the two you go to. Not, not <laughs> City of Men or Children of Men. Yeah. Not anything else he's done. But no. Gravity, because it's his Oscar winner, and the third Harry Potter film, because people saw that thing. <laughs> a lot of people saw that. A lot of people saw it. A lot of people still claim that it's the best one. So, first, what is Roma, and then second, how is Roma? Roma is the story of a family, but more specifically, the housemate of that family, and think um, the sound of music, but without music. What? <laughs> the sound of music but not music yes okay um there is it takes place in the 1970s okay in Mexico so there's political turmoil mm. everywhere yeah although I guess if you said it in today's world there's political turmoil yeah turns out so yeah not much has changed in Mexico <laughs> in 50 years or whatever but that's a Mexico problem uh Roma this is a story about this maid who lives in the in the house and has to basically be the glue that keeps the family together while going through her own struggles. And she's only like a teenager or something. Of course. Because as she, as she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. This film starts off slow, but is beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. About after the inciting incident, 30 minutes into this film, it gets going and it kind of hooks you. You want to see what happens. But you got to get through you that first through 30 that minutes because... As you go through, you're like, what? Well, first of all, it's in black and white. Second okay. of all, it's all subtitled. So immediately you're going to be thrown off by everything yeah. and be like, why am I watching this? This is clearly a foreign film. Mm-hmm. I want to watch something that's in my face where I can turn my brain off and not have to think about it. But for award season... Oh, this is right up there. <laughs> this is this it's is award yeah. bait uh, all, all of over. The, yeah. the, the, all of the trappings. Yes. It starts off weird because you're looking at the ground but you don't know you're looking at the ground um it has a slow old old timey introduction where they do all the credits in the Mm. in the opening okay and then slowly it brings it into where you're at and the location and everything everything is in spanish Mm. um because it does take place in mexico like even the credits are done in spanish so immediately you're thrown off and you're like, what exactly am I watching? And slowly you kind of piece together what it is, what everyone's role is, how everyone works together. And then and then once you have those bearings, it gets going. But there's a lot of good technical stuff about this. There's a lot of good, because it is black and white, there's a lot of good cinematography shots in this. A lot of... Outside, inside shots in the same shot, so it's not overblown. Okay. Um, there's a lot of long takes in this. There's a lot of long, lingering takes as well. This thing is beautifully acted, beautifully shot. I can see why it's getting all these award nominations. Written and directed by Alfonso Caron. You have to watch this thing by yourself. But, like, as I said, the first 30 minutes may be a struggle. By yourself? By yourself. <laughs> you can't watch this with other people? Oh, no, you can watch it with other people. <laughs> I watch it with other people. 
But Wait. the first thirty. I watched with Kristen. Uh, but the first thirty minutes is definitely a struggle to get over because it's jarring in in the sense that you don't know what's going on. Okay. And you have to basically gather from every little right. piece that's giving you what what's happening. Okay. Now I would ask typically at this point. What the pat for your opinion for the patented media boat scale? But I don't have to. This is a definite streaming because, because it is streaming. streaming. <laughs> yes, I believe it did get a limited theater run in order it to did. qualify. It does. Yes, it is currently in theaters. Uh, at your like independent theater. Yes. But you can definitely stream this on Netflix right now. Yes, if you have a Netflix, you have access to this thing right now. Yes. So there's that. Uh, yeah, stream it. Uh, it. Goes places. It makes you feel things, especially at the end. Okay. Um, it definitely makes you feel things. <laughs> okay. And that's why it's getting awards. Yeah, I feel like I have to watch this at some point, so I will eventually get around to it. Uh, have a tissue box in hand, <laughs> just I in case. Do if you know what I mean. Just in case. If but you know what I mean. Uh, yes. Yeah, tissue but the, box. The, the, these are tissues for your eyes. Always. Your tissues for your eyes, though. Uh, anyway. Anyways, I think... Any yeah. other movies? No, but yeah, Roma, I can see why it's getting those nominations. It should sweep. Okay, it's award season. It's award season. Officially, that was the start. That was the... The gunshot. Oh, no, I thought Star Wars Born was the gunshot. No. <laughs> Not anymore, it ain't. Oh, I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was the gunshot. God, no. But that's a good segue. Thank you. Because oh, you're welcome. Because our first story <laughs> in movie news is about... Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, so as we t- always talk about box office, we rarely talk about the international box office. But if you're curious about the performance of uh, this Queen slash uh, Freddie Mercury biopic, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and how well it's doing internationally, well, here you go. The film has made $600 million worldwide. Not bad. But, but what does that actually mean? So that means it has become the highest grossing music biopic of all time. So any movie that is a semi-based-on-real events uh, about a, a, a musician, it has done better than. So cool. it's done better than Ray. Better than Amy. It's better than... <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that the two we can come up with? I right now? think so. Because the other ones that's coming up by are, are the Walk the Line. Uh, well, the other ones that coming up by are the like the the performance the uh, look at the concert films. Music, concert films. Well, yeah. no. But yes, uh, highest grossing music biopic of all time, domestically, internationally, and worldwide. The film has also, of course, we've reported on this, been nominated for two Golden Globes and two SAG Awards this week. Uh, yes, yeah, SAG Awards were nominated this week. Yes, we're not covering them because those yeah. are actors only. Yep. Uh, previous title holders, by the way, The Greatest Showman, because I guess that is technically a biopic. Yes, as we talked about <laughs> off yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see it last year <laughs> because the arguments we would have had about that movie if I had seen that movie last year, oh man, our podcast would have never ended. <laughs> I would have been so pissed if you had it anywhere near your top five, which I know it was on. <laughs> I think it was like six or five. I would have been like, no, this movie is trash. 
and it is the worst. As I said, it was all there because the music was great. I love that no, soundtrack. No, it isn't though. <laughs> it is not great. I like the soundtrack. I don't understand how you could, but we need to move on. Uh, and the 2008 film Mamma Mia worldwide. So adjusted for inflation, though. Yes, yeah, no, no, this hasn't been adjusted for inflation. I think oh, Mamma Mia will still. Like, it's still passive via ticket sales. Though, if you're wondering about uh, Fox's biggest film of 2018, it what? wasn't uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was Deadpool 2. Uh, no, uh, no. You're reading that wrong. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's it right. passed Deadpool it 2. It passed Deadpool 2, uh, which made uh, which crossed the $400 million line. So, two really financially successful movies for Fox, though. Uh, that's now going to be Disney, apparently. Well, yes. <laughs> Uh, for now the entity that we're currently calling Fox yes alright uh, let's move on uh, this is uh, your uh, uh, most esoteric story of the week uh, story here alright uh, let's let's talk about Mr. Luc Besson uh, yeah in, in like passing reference this is actually about his uh, company I guess yeah Europa Corp Europa Corp uh, I roped a what now? You roped a corp. Okay. Uh, Europa Corp uh, posted a loss of $101 million for the last six month, months as a result of poor theatrical performance of its films in the U.S. You yeah. don't say. <laughs> uh, uh, they also took a $12 million loss on an unknown feature that was greenlit uh, back in 2016 but hasn't been released yet. Uh, rumor is that's a Helen Mirren-driven vehicle. Interesting. But... They're not saying what it is. <laughs> I wonder what Helen Mirren drives. No, I was going to say what Helen Mirren drives was like, no, she gets driven. Yes. She's a driver. No one, no one lets Helen Mirren drive. What do you mean? She was in Fate of the Furious. She drives. <laughs> or at least her son's driving that film. Yeah. Jason's, her son, Jason Statham. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we've made this joke before. Probably. Which <laughs> <laughs> is that joke deja vu. Um, Probably when the film came out. We talked about it. Yeah. I think last we, year. We t- I think it was because you said something about it, her driving the film. Yes. I think I made the same joke. Uh, anyways, this all comes after Luke Besson, who you mentioned, has been accused of sexual harassment by nine women and the company making a deal with Pathé for three films over three years. That's a whole lot for studio to deal with. And yes, yes, Luke Besson, no surprise there. That could not be any less shocking to me. It's like, yeah, he seemed like a weird dude. I am shocked. No. Yeah, you don't sound shocked. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The company is now focusing on development of several TV series instead, including The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc-Sec. That is based off a French book series. Okay. And something called American Flag! Exclamation point. With two Gs. Yes, that's a graphic novel. Uh, okay, that they're adapting. That they're adapting into a TV show. All right, well there you go. Moving on, our next story is about somebody who was already mentioned on this podcast: the Cage himself, Nicholas Cage. So this is on here because this sounds super ridiculous and yet <laughs> yeah. amazing in all in the same way. You just described Nicholas Cage in a way. Well, what is this <laughs> upcoming project for Nicholas Cage? Well, he's teaming up with the Suicide. Wait, Suicide Club? What's Suicide Club? That is a uh, film. Okay, I thought this was going to say Suicide Squad, and then I read Club, and I was like, this is a typo. Nope. I should double check. Nope. Nope. Suicide Club. Well, Suicide Club director Sion Sono, Sion Sono, 
uh, to make something called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. The film's premise is... I, I know what it ready. says, and I'm, I'm already free laughing at this Okay, thing. a notorious criminal, played by Nicolas Cage, yes. must break an evil curse yes. in order to rescue an abducted girl... Who has mysteriously disappeared. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like every Nicolas Cage movie. In <laughs> but, fact, the next sentence you wrote was, that sounds like the making of the Cage film and just might be the wildest movie he's ever made. That's according to him. Oh, that's according to him? According to Nicolas okay. Cage, it's maybe the wildest wow. film he's ever made. Wow, okay. Apparently, that's not where the quote ends. He also said about the film, quote, I wear a skin-tight black leather <laughs> jumpsuit with grenades attached to different body parts. And if I don't rescue the governor's daughter from the state line where they're all ghosts and bring her back, they're going to blow me up. <laughs> I just imagined that whole thing done by Andy Samberg in character as yeah. Nicolas Cage. But no, this is real life. You're going to blow me up. they got to save the governor's daughter <laughs> from these ghosts to lift a curse. And then we steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> because she had a tattoo... Of the Declaration of Independence on her back. <laughs> this just sounds so dumb. And if hey, if 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 Nicolas Cage is saying that it's that it's the craziest thing he's ever read, that's high praise. That's high praise. <laughs> All right, I had to get that in there. Somehow. I know. You. All right, oh, high praise. Okay, that's it for that one. Lastly, I literally have nothing to add to that because yeah, it just says it all. That is like gonna be like the B movie of B movies mm-hmm. where you have to get drunk to watch this thing. <laughs> Take at least one or two forties and enjoy. And yourself. then you start the film. And then you start the film. Because <laughs> only then will it ever make yeah. sense. Beyond Cage's level. All right. Uh, lastly, in movie news, all right. uh, an update for all our Poke fans out there. Pokemon um, is getting another rebooted film, and I say that kind of sort of rebooted so the last time they put out a movie last year in japan uh they put out a remake of sorts of the first episode of pokemon of the first couple episodes of yeah basically they took the beginning of ash's journey and redid it like with completely new animation with new characters new plot elements and it wasn't the, the pokemon in it were not limited to the original 151 right. it was all 700 they could choose for 800 they could choose from so they're going to be rebooting something again but this time in a more direct fashion they're going to take the uh, the original first movie aka U2 strikes back um or i forget what the japanese title is it's pocket monsters Mewtwo strikes is Bad. it Me Two Strikes Back? Because I feel like that was the American version. I, I want think to it was, say it had a different. I think name it was like Strikes Again, involving Mewtwo. I think Mewtwo Strikes Again or something. Because the Strikes Back is very clearly a Empire Strikes Back reference, yes. which they would have written for the American audience. But I don't know. Anyways, the all you need to know is it's a remake of the first Pokemon movie. It will be uh, tentatively titled. I'm guessing this can't be final. Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. That is her. Tentatively, what is currently yeah. titled? Uh, the film has been officially announced. Will have a July twelfth, twenty nineteen Japanese release. Um, YouTube uh, made his initial debut in the first movie back in ninety eight in Japan, ninety nine here. Uh, but the film will follow the precedent set by the twenty seventeen film, which was, like I said, a reboot of the original Pokemon TV series. Uh, this was initially teased at the end of that film, which mm-hmm. I have not seen, by the way. Yes. Um, and was uh, wasn't confirmed until now. Uh, this is 
an okay idea, I guess. Yeah. The question is, is, does this take the continuity of that last movie and bring that into the plot of the first movie? Or does it take the missing ten minutes from the American version yeah. and add that to Beatrice's backstory? No, because that missing ten minutes uh, was on the DVD and you could, anybody could just see it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. It's fine. Yeah. It's just a bunch of preamble. I'm glad they cut it. <laughs> because it's totally useless. Yeah, that that's it didn't do anything to improve that movie. Uh, but anyway. But it gave them purpose and the and, little girl. Yeah, but the, if you're watching that movie, it's the plot is so dumb anyways, you're like, I don't care. Well, plus at the end it doesn't matter, you all gets wiped anyway. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the movie <laughs> none of that happened, so it's it's fine. Also, do you remember Mewtwo returned the direct-to-video sequel? Uh, yes, he was yeah. in Johto, I believe. Yeah, that one's even crazier when you consider it was a TV special in Japan. Right. And yeah, we got on a VHS tape here. I actually have that movie. Moving on! Several of them. Yeah, I have that, I have that one in VHS. Uh, but yeah, so there you go, Poke people. Uh, uh, Mewtwo. More, more Pokemon films. Striking back. Alright, uh, yeah. we already did your thoughts, so that's it for movie news, and that's it for movies. Alright, and you saw nothing? I saw nothing new. I heard nothing I've new. I've been meaning to... Yes, I saw nothing speak, new. Speak nothing of new. Uh, but yeah, I've been meaning to see movies. I will hopefully see some movies before next week so we can talk about lists. Alright. Because right. as it stands right now, I have like seen zero movies this year. My movie list is going to be very sparse. So, we'll see. But that means we get to move on to television, and we always start television with sports. Alright. So, we have sports updates, as this is the penultimate week? Yeah. This is the penultimate week of the NFL. Yes. This Two weeks left. This is also the finals week for your fantasy football teams. Congratulations. We should say that with the caveat. Two weeks left of regular season, then it's playoffs. 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 We're about playoffs. Well, soon. Playoffs. Soon we got to talk about We got to be talking about playoffs. Yes. So um, uh, you have here down that if you're a fantasy person, you might need to know that Cam Newton is out for the rest as of the season. Of, as of today, this morning, breaking news. Scam Cam Newton, Newton. Yes. Our favorite Scam Newton. Uh, officially done for the rest of the season. Hurt his shoulder. Which means the, the Panthers may just end up missing the playoffs. Yeah. They're one of those uh, bubble teams. Bubble teams. Bubble, bubble, bubble teams. Bubble team. But yeah, they're probably not going to make it. Oops. Oops. Also, um, if you happen to be playing Cam Newton in your fantasy league, can you do quarterback mm-hmm. uh, with the scrap heap that is left? Yeah. Maybe pick up... Mark uh, Sanchez. Get Sanchez. Turns out he's not the starter anymore. What it's happened? McCoy. Also, fun fact. <laughs> uh, because it is Mark Sanchez's 10th year in, uh-huh. in the league, yeah. that means he is um, gets a paycheck for the rest of his life from the NFL. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Mark Sanchez, I would just hang it up. He got tenure. He got yeah. NFL tenure out of it. I would, I would just hang it up if I were him. I would just be like, all right, I tried. Didn't work out. I'm going to save my money for the rest of my life. Yeah, but he had to be signed this year in order to receive that or uh, the pe- NFL pension. Or could you see him doing commentating? No. No? You don't no. see Mark Sanchez ma- ma- doing commentating? Maybe, maybe for like Pac-12 or, or college. Really? He goes, but, goes be the voice of, the U, voice of well, USC? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could happen. What if he goes back... Sorry. This is really inside baseball, or I guess inside football. What if he goes back to <laughs> announce for mission games, replaces that weird low-voiced guy that was always there? 
And after the game, there's a party at OG's Pizza. I mean, he would be going back to <laughs> to when to when he peaks. For all I know, that that man could be dead. <laughs> I really hope that that man is still alive. Probably, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> go back to the high hill that you had. Yeah, that 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 mountain of a throne where everything looked great in it front did. of you. Yeah, back in high school, man, he was the man. Oh, he no. still is the franchise. In fact, someone else uh, I was talking to about it mentioned him being the franchise. He's the like, franchise. Yeah, he's the franchise. He's the franchise. <laughs> New York will always remind, remember him as, <laughs> as the franchise. Or I guess Jersey, technically. Yes. But whatever. Anyways, we got to stop talking about Mark Sanchez. What else is going on in the world of sports? Uh, Besides football. Well, uh... What else do I have? Is that it? Well, you also have uh, something about federal government seeking to regulate sports betting. Oh, I saw this today. By setting minimum it, standards, it, 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 states a little blurb in, in the um, little like blurb thing, the, yeah. the ticker. Basically, yeah, just uh, uh, changing the laws to uh, set minimum standards for the it's state. It's not changing the law, it's like inventing it. the law. Oh, okay. Because remember, there is no law currently. Oh, right, right, yes, we reported that. Yeah, so it's 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 in regulation. Democrats are going to create a law for it, mm-hmm. uh, create a standard so that way there's a federal standard for placing a bet. Like, you have to be X amount of age, you have to be X amount of something or whatever. You can't forego or whatever, you know. Legal stuff that I don't want to get into or can't get into because I don't know what I'm really talking about. Yeah. Exactly. But let's talk about stuff that we are. All right, so that's it for sports? Yeah. All right, let's move into television news. First up, we have a little bit of follow-up about the Les Moonves uh, business over at CBS. So this has been an ongoing story for us. Yes. That we've been constantly covering. Newest update is that the federal government is seeking... Wait, I went too far up. Uh, Board of Directors over at CBS has denied Les Moonves' $120 million severance package following the sexual assault allegations, rightfully so. I think we knew this was <laughs> yeah. coming, and we kind of hoped this would be the... We hoped that they would do something, but we had pretty much admitted, like, there's no way that they'll block it. But yeah. somehow, miracle of all miracles, they say, quote, we have determined that there are grounds to terminate for cause, including his willful and material malfeasance, uh, misfeasance, sorry, violation of company policies, as well as failure to cooperate with the company's investigation. Uh, so back on September 9th, was when he was forced out and found to be abusing his power as CEO and engaging in shocking instances of sexual misconduct with employees. Moonves is said to be pursuing the severance through arbitration in order to seek a measure of vindication, but here's hoping that he doesn't. But, wow, I'm shocked. I've never seen um, a pow- this an executive that was once that powerful to just, just potentially not have any severance package. That's really good. Like, because he doesn't deserve it, but we will see. Oh, no, he definitely doesn't deserve definitely. it. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's not over yet. Yeah, arbitration, arbitration takes a while. Yes. We'll see what happens. Especially in third-party arbitration, because yeah. you can pay that guy off, as CBS has done for other people. Yep. All right, let's move on. Next story is a little bit of uh, an update about the Emmys and their... Constantly moving categories. Yes. This one is a rule change that seems to have been changed after some 
uh, controversies last year about what and what what was and wasn't nominated. Yeah, so there's this is actually going to involve a couple of rule changes, but this is the yeah. big one. So yeah, the category outstanding TV movie is now getting a length change. It will now have its um, a time, uh, I guess, uh, minimum, minimum. Yeah, minimum. Moved down to seventy-five Mo- minutes. No, so moved, moved up, up to seventy-five minutes. Moved up to seventy-five minutes. Okay. So hour long. This basically eliminates hour long programs. I guess you could say from the competition. So this is intended to curb anthology series, which are separate from TV movies, from competing, like your Sherlock's and your Black Mirrors and uh, your American Horror Stories of the world. Right. There's yeah. they're actually the ones that won the past couple years. This eliminates them from competing, so that way actual TV movies can have that category to themselves. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's also a new category created called Outstanding Music Composition for a Documentary Series or Special. Uh, that choreography... Oh, also the choreography category has been split into two categories uh, between variety programming and scripted programming, uh, meaning that, for example, your choreography in an episode of SNL will not compete against your choreography in an episode of... Uh, so You Think You Can Dance, so you think you which can is dance one, or, and also yeah. So You Think You Can Dance gets like two or three nominees in that category. Right. So now it'll just win. Now they'll just hand it over to them every year. Well, that or World <laughs> of Dance or America's Got Talent or... Whatever, whatever. America's Best Dance Crew. ABDC? Yeah, ABDC. ABDC. Yeah, a- a- ABDC. Right, ABDC. America's Best Dance Crew. I don't know what happened to that thing. W- w- with uh, Joey Cesare? Was J.C. Cesare J- J- involved Cezay. in that? I don't, I don't remember. Yes, he was. Or the Joey Fat one. No, it was J.C. J- Cesare. Cesare. Yes. All right, uh, let's move on. So, yeah, some changes. I hope that that makes a difference for people, some people. Well, uh, it'll spread some more awards around. Yeah. Next up, uh, a little update about... Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, speaking of Emmy Awards. Speaking of Emmy Awards, she's won a few herself. Uh, yes. She's considering, yeah. though, ending uh, her daytime talk show. Uh, she's mulling over the end as her contract concludes at the end of 2020. Uh, she's renewed her contract back in 2016, but even back then it had been close to declining the offer and is now in the same situation again four years later. Her wife, uh, of course, Portia de Rossi, uh, has told Rob Porters that she believes Ellen has other things that she thinks she could tackle, which is right. I could see her getting into all sorts of other deals. Well, she also has Ellen's Game of Games. Right, she hosts she does a bunch ho- of stuff. She does hosting gigs and voiceovers for commercials, so she has income. Yeah. She's and a comedian, too. And if you're wondering exactly how many uh, Emmys that that program over the course of uh, its life since 2003 has won... Uh, let's see. So at least one a year. So uh-huh. let's go with twenty-six. See, at least not 30? even close. Thirty. Forty. Uh, up. Fifty. Uh, you're close. Fifty-seven. What? That program has earned fifty-seven Emmys in the last fifteen years. How? With what? For what? The day, they're Ooh. daytime Emmys. I don't know how it works. All right, let's move on. Uh, lastly, yes, lastly, yes, in, lastly, uh, uh, television news. We have a little bit of a set of a confusing story. Uh, a little bit of a, a nasty story. This is a nasty story. Yeah. So Stony Westmoreland. If you don't know that name, you're not going to. 
He is a 48-year-old actor, and he plays, oh god, 48-year-old, playing a grandfather Yes. on the Disney Channel sitcom uh, Andy Mack. Well, he has been arrested. And well, remember the concept of Andy Mack right, was yes. a, like a 20-year-old and having a kid or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Andy Mack, uh, so this, uh, uh, Stoney Westmoreland has been arrested for allegedly trying to arrange a meeting with a 13-year-old over the internet. Yikes. Uh, put that in perspective, the kids he currently works with are, like, are 13 yeah. years old and working in Cal, er, working, yeah, works with 13-year-olds and they're in middle school in the show. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, so, uh... Hours after his arrest, Disney dropped the actor from the show. They said, quote, we have released him from his recurring role and he will not be returning to work with on the series, uh, which wraps production on his third season next week. Uh, he had appeared as a recurring character on the series and appeared in 37 episodes, though it's unclear if his character will be written out or just recast. Uh, the age of the alleged victim, as you mentioned, is the same as the central characters on Andy Mack and the young actors who portrayed them. Sony was arrested for investigation of enticing a minor or by internet or text, which is a second-degree felony in Utah, where the show films. Yeah, uh, didn't know the show filmed in Utah, but now I do. Thanks. Uh, that's it for television news. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to get the axe written Sounds off. Sounds like it. I, I say this going to just not feature him anymore. Yeah. Or we like, he's on vacation. Yeah, we don't need to have that. I mean, anymore. they could have a death and then go through that as an arc. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the show, so I have no idea what they're going to do. Well, it's kids in middle school. Pa- grandparents die. But, you know, 47 is not that old. I know. It's like, that's how old die. the character is, too? Like, that'd be... Yeah. Anyways, that's it for television news. Did you watch any television this week? I finished um, The Final Table. Okay. Uh, you talked Netflix. about that a little last week, too. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Watch it. The food, food. looks delicious. Uh, the my guy didn't win, but I'm glad for the guy who did. Uh, yeah, it, it's on Netflix. You can stream it. Watch it. I'm watching Friends on Netflix as well because it's on Netflix. Uh, watch holiday baking shows because tis the holiday, tis the season, tis baking, tis delicious. It <laughs> is. Anything else? I've been watching nothing new, really. Just NFL stuff. Yeah. Okay. What about you? You have something down here, but I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> what do I have written down here? <laughs> oh, yeah. F is for family. Yeah. Uh, third season came out, so I watched it. If this thing was live action, I would hate it to be- to pieces. I mean, it's... It's set in the 80s. Yeah. It's cathartic to watch. Is it? Yeah, because it's animated. Yeah. And they're cursing all the time. Sure, and, but... And lots of yelling. I don't know. Every time I have that, that show's been on, I just feel like, this is grating. It is. It's just annoying to me. I can't. I... It's one of the shows where I know I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> I know this is... These are terrible people. Yeah. And yet, I can't stop watching this train wreck. Uh, uh, yeah, uh... The humor I, is hit and miss... But, yeah, it's... Not a good sign. It's it's Bill Burr. It's Bill Burr humor. Sure. Well, I think it's Bill Burr, actually. I don't know. I know nothing about that show. Justin Long's in it. Sure. <laughs> he, he's Mac. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a Mac. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't watch anything new this week. Uh, just caught up on Jeopardy. Everything else is in uh, mid-season break. So. Yeah, that is the problem. So we're going to have a lot to ch- choose from. Turns out. All right. Uh, so let's move out of television then and talk about cancellations and renewal. Oh, right. What is gone from well, my life? What is gone, at least briefly... Uh, is Dancing with the Stars. It is not canceled, but it will not have a spring season. Uh, it will return in the fall. So usually that is a twice a year program. Mm-hmm. Just one. That's how they got to 26. <laughs> yeah, but just one for 2019. So at least one schedule. Yeah, maybe they could also pull that and just skip a year. I wonder if that's ABC clearing some space for American Idol to have more of a platform probably that would be smart although i'm surprised that they haven't started uh promoting that thing as of uh anytime soon because that's supposed to be next month right it's supposed it's usually in unless January. they're moving it into the, the dancing, dancing slot, slot which is which feb- might be february so we'll see uh also this i can uh, see them doing that also cancellations renewals we have a renewal uh magic for humans gets a second season over on netflix my next guest needs no introduction, which is the David, David Letterman, Letterman one. Yes, uh, that gets a second season also in I dropped off that thing after four people. Yeah, I'm not huge on interview shows. Uh, is what I've noticed about myself. Interviews are my least favorite thing about late night shows. It's like I could take her on or leave them. I like putting them on if I'm doing something else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. to sit there and you just watch can't them. Sit and watch an interview. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, uh, speaking of interviews, that's yeah. what I watched. What the. Uh, the end of the year broadcast of Real Sports with Brian Gumble. Oh, okay. Those things are always great. Yeah. And I love it. Definitely check it out. It goes recaps all the sports segments they did yeah. throughout the year. Uh, some of their favorites. Some of them were very interesting. I love what they do at Real Sports. It's great television on HBO. Watch it. It's okay. great. Cool. And then uh, also, uh, CBS has canceled Elementary. No reaction? No. Okay. I mean, good, good, good luck for seventh season, Lucy Lou. Yeah, well, its upcoming seventh season will be its last, so there goes elementary. Seventh season is long, though. It is. I think that's syndication. Netflix has announced uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which just released its Christmas special, which I did not watch. Okay. Um, uh, it has been renewed for two more seasons ahead of its second season. Right, so it means we'll get a third season and, and a fourth. A fourth. Confirmed. And Sci-Fi, lastly, has renewed Van Helsing for a fourth season. Yes. All right, and lastly, we've got to talk about deaths. And unfortunately, there was a big one this week. Big one. No pun intended. Yes. Uh, Penny Marshall, age 75, who, of course, was an actor, uh, most famous for her role in Laverne and Shirley, but also a director of such uh, major films as Big and A League of Their Own. Major films. In fact, she was the first female director to break the $100 million million gross mark. And it would not happen again until Catherine Bigelow yeah. for uh, The Hurt Locker. But yeah, uh, a, a incredibly accomplished director, great actress, I mean, a funny person. Just every time when she would have like a guest appearance on a show, it was always great. Yep. Like she guested on uh, Broad City once, she guested on, she, she guessed on like several different shows over time. And yeah, uh, she's great. Yes. Anything she uh, did was good. Former wife of Rob Reiner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rob Reiner himself has been very uh, talking about her a lot mm-hmm. uh, this week, kind of in the aftermath of her death. So yeah, a sad one. Uh, she will certainly be missed. 
Um, I should watch a League of Their Own this week. That's a good movie. It is a great movie. It's a great movie. Speak the sports movie too. Speaking of sports, you movie. see a sports movie. Oh, speaking of sports, that's no crying in baseball. Yeah, uh, but you should cheer for Penny Marshall. That's true. Uh, I do remember something else I watched, actually. Okay, what, what other thing other thing did you watch? I watched the 30, ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, 42 to 1. Okay. Which was about when Iron Mike Tyson, Mike Iron Mike Tyson. Oh, well, that's a lot of mics. Yeah, Mike Tyson. I, <laughs> yes, Iron Mike lost in uh, Japan yeah. to Buster someone. Buster, Buster Douglas? Yes, Buster Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was on ESPN. Yeah, I watched it. I had no idea, like, I had the thought of what Mike Tyson did during his uh, career, but being only, like, 18, 19 years old and being that dominant in a sport... <laughs> it's crazy. ...is insane. Yeah. And then watching Buster Douglas and his rise and fall and fall and rise and fall at a 4-2-1 to long shot to win is insane. The doc's only an hour long, but it's ESPN 30 for 30, so it's right. great. It's good. It's going to be good. It's you, you pack a lot in. Yeah. Uh, it was really insightful, especially since I have a general knowledge, but a big gap, in, especially in that era of sports. So it was interesting to watch, and yeah, check that out. It's on ESPN. All right. 3 for 3s are always good. Can't but move. we're going to move on. Yeah, it's time to move on to music, and we always start music with the Billboard charts. All right. Your so Hot 100, which is your singles chart. What are we listening to? Number one song in the country is still Thank You, Next by Ariana Grande. Thank you, Next. Number two, Without Me by Halsey. Number three, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Number four, Happier by Marshmallow. Number five, High Hopes by Bang of the Disco. And if that all sounds familiar... It was last week's it one, It did not two. change. <laughs> However, your Billboard 200, which All is right. your albums chart. Christmas albums are dominating. You would think, but no. No? Instead, your number one record right now, debuting at number one, is the uh, posthumous release Skins by Temptation. Mr. Tentacoin Mr. himself. Mr. Tentacoin. Uh, number two, uh, moving down from number one from last week, uh, Championship by Meek Mill. Okay. Championship something. I forget exactly what it's called. Cool. Let me see championship season or whatever. Season, yes. Championship season. I think you're right. Uh, number three, though. Christmas by Michael Bublé. Hey, there's the bubble. Number four, Star is Born soundtrack. Still and in number there. number five, debuting in the top five this week, Evil Genius by Gucci Mane. Okay. And as we reported last week, there are no new albums there coming out. There are no new out. releases. Nothing else is coming out this week, so or uh, this week or this year. So listen to what you got. Yep. Which means we move directly into music news. And we got doozy for the first one. First up, my uh, hips don't lie, but uh, she my taxes do. Money <laughs> does apparently. She has been charged with tax evasion in Spain alleging that she avoided $13 million in taxes by claiming to live in the Bahamas while actually residing here in sunny California. Uh, no, this is Spain. Oh, sorry, Catalonia. Catalonia. I read that quickly and read <laughs> California. Catalonia is not California. No. Uh, Shakira changed residences in 2015 where she lives with Barcelona soccer player Gerard Pique and their two sons. Prosecutors claim that she was already living there between 2012 and 2014, and thus should have paid tax on her worldwide income for those years in Spain. They argue that she lived in Spain while only traveling abroad for short periods. 
this sounds like a weird legal trap, like mate, like weird jumble. And I don't know how to figure this out, but I'm not a lawyer. This is basically saying that because she spent majority of her time in Spain, she should have been taxed. That like she, she should have been, been taxed under Spain tax code. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert on tax code, so I can't tell you whether uh, Shakira has a chance or not, or to not have to pay all this. We'll see. Excuse me. We will see. Well, I mean, she was living there. Whether she had a yeah. I guess it's dependent on if she how had a define perma- live. Right, and how you define a permanent address. Right. Whether it was she's just renting an apartment while she lived there or had like a home of a permanent residence. I don't know. That's ask Shakira. What you guys do? Ask I know, ask Shakira's lips. No, her no hips. hips, sorry. Ask Shakira's hips. Ask, because ask they will Shakira's go on the stand hips. and they cannot lie. They cannot lie. Alright. <laughs> Iggy Pop. Also in the news this week. Uh, funny enough, not of pop music, but of punk music. <laughs> yes. Bob is producing a new documentary on punk music, speaking of, which plans to tell the, quote, quintessential story of punk, unquote, while also delving deep into the archives for photos and videos. Guess what it's going to be called? Punk. A rock story. You're close. Just punk. Oh. <laughs> punk, as it will be titled, will feature contributions from Sex Pistols, The Ramones, MC5, The Foo Fighters, The Dead Kennedys, Blondie, Guns N' Roses, and even the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The documentary will explore the music, fashion, art, and attitude of the genre. The release will correspond to his return in Australia in 2019, uh, when he will perform at the 30th edition of Blues Fest. I'm not an Iggy Pop fan, but I know of the name. He's a legend. So he's got to be a legend yeah. of something. He's if I around. know of the name. He's been around forever. So if, it, I mean, he's lived through the entirety of what we would call punk in its nascent stages to current day. So yeah, I'd say he's pretty much the authority at this point. Everybody else has died. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, living fossil at yeah, this point. I mean, he was there in the 60s. He was in a band that a lot of people say was proto, like what became punk. Like, before there was a word for it, he was making it. There was Iggy Pop. Yeah. Before there was punk, there was pop. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, sort of. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, So, that that would be interesting. I'm interested to see if that, uh, uh, how that turns out. I know you're usually interested in these, like, music docs. I like a music documentary. Yes. Okay, moving on to a weird-ass story. I thought the other one was a most esoteric story this year, this week, but this month. Oh, no, we're crossing, we're crossing the pond here. Let's talk about Russia, because, hey, why not? It's 2018, and that's what all the news is about. Well, except <laughs> this is not our government of Russia. This is Russian government in Russia. It's the Russian government and how they're treating rap music. Vladimir Putin, as Mr. Putin himself. Well, you can call him Putin. Putin. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Uh, wants to control rap music influence in Russia rather than banning it because it, quote, is impossible to stop, then we must lead it and direct it. Okay. The attempts to ban artists from performing will have an adverse effect and bolster their popularity. So he's mainly concerned with the themes of sex, drugs, and protest in rap songs. I think mostly the protests. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Last month, the rapper Husky, which is a good rap name, was arrested after he staged an impromptu performance when his show was shut down in the southern Russian city of Krasnodar. I have no idea how to actually pronounce that. Some Russian city. Krasnodar. Another rapper, Gone.Flood, announced two concert cancellations, citing pressure from every police agency you can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Turns out 
uh, you can't really do your own thing uh, in current uh, 2018 Russia. Yeah, uh, ask, just ask Pussy Riot. Yeah, seriously. If you can, I don't know if they're still arrested or not. They are, they are I don't know, actually. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, lastly, in music, one of our favorites, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced the 34th annual inductees. Okay, so you're just going to bypass talking about it then? Yeah, we are. That's, that says everything okay. about it. Uh, it sucks. It, they're, but it's the Russian government, so that's what's come to so, 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 yeah, what do you expect if it's the Russian it's, government? It's Vladimir Putin's stuff at work there. Yep. But yeah, anyways, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is more fun to talk about. Anyways, yes. the 34th annual inductees have been announced. The inductees so are... these are your winners. These are your winners. These will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, official-like. Radiohead finally made it. Uh, well, they got their first nomination yeah, last year. In their second year of eligibility. Yes. The Cure. Uh, Janet Jackson. That's oh. her brother. Yes. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Roxy Music. Def Leppard. And The Zombies. Uh, mm, yes, The Zombies. These are all good picks. Yes. I, I, I think it Cranberries, The no, Zombies, no, but no. The Zombies. This the is band, the, zombies, the Zombies, The Band. These are all excellent uh, picks. Uh, notably, Stevie Nicks. Now becomes second, the first woman to be inducted twice. How you ask? Is because Fleetwood Mac's already in there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so this is her as a solo, as solo performer. Artist, she has been inducted. Yeah, these are all super solid. Uh, they all belong there. Uh, the ceremony will take place on March 29th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Yep. Uh, no complaints here. These are all well-deserved Hall of Fame acts. All right, that's it for music. Did you listen to anything? Probably just Christmas music, huh? That's what I'm listening to. Um, yeah, I didn't listen to anything new. I don't think I'm going to listen to anything new. Not for the rest of the year. Probably. Not for the rest of the year, at least. Broke back out that uh, Casey Musgraves Christmas record. It's good. Yeah, still good. Yeah, still good. All right, uh, moving on to video games then. Oh, do we have to? We do. We have to talk about video games. All right. Well, I, our, uh, there are no upcoming releases this week. Everything's pretty much out. Although I do want to note uh, that we didn't really talk about it a whole lot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we did talk about it. Never mind. Never what, mind. We covered we talking about? both uh, Smash Brothers and uh, Katamari last week. Uh, we talked about Smash Brothers. I don't believe we talked about Katamari. Well, I I'm not complete. I just I, I knew we talked about it being released. Oh, being released. Yes, we did. So yeah, nothing new this week. Uh, although uh, Xbox uh, Live gets be- or, uh, sorry Game Pass gets below this week. It's out now. Yes, it does. And then iOS gets Gone Home this week. Oh, cool. Very cool. If you haven't played Gone Home, play Gone Home. Uh, okay, moving on to video game news then. Our first story is a follow-up of a story that I uh, covered briefly on my solo cast. Oh, I realized. Yes. Uh, this is uh, a continuing uh, uh, story about dances in Fortnite. And dance the night away they do or do not. Uh, to the tune of um, lawsuits, turns out. Yeah. So not only, uh, like I reported, uh, uh, reported rapper 2 Millie is a little mad about his dance being used, but also... Our best friend here at the Media Bowl Podcast, Backpack Kid, and his famous floss. floss dance. Which I, I I would like to point out that he is not the originator. No. He is just the popular... He popularized it. Popularized it. it yeah. Because, as I constantly like to point out to random people, uh, this was a dance in Japan. Like, a year or two prior to it being popular here. Yeah. It was called the Shibuya Shake, and my brother <laughs> taught me it. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Jackpot Kid and get this, Alfonso Ribeiro from who Carlton from yes. Fresh Prince of Bel Air 
is both are both uh, filing lawsuits against Fortnite and 2K uh, for uh, using their uh, dances in their games. Uh, this is mainly because Fortnite is a free game. Also, Donald Thazon is uh, from Scrubs also has a dance used in the game that they never paid for. Yeah. So, uh, one YouTube video has noticed that other games have used the dances over the course of the past 10 years, but it does not say if there was ever a negotiation for pay uh, uh, to access the dance. Uh, this uh, is the Carlton dance specifically. Yeah, Fortnite is a free game, but the emotes are under a paywall. You have to pay to get the emotes. So, um, I kind of talked about this when I did the solo show, but there's no, there's no way to copyright an existing dance. Dances themselves are unique in the way that they cannot be copywritten. You can try to uh, apply for a patent, but apparently it's very difficult. I know this because I guess Backpack Kid tried to patent Floss hmm. and has failed to do so. You can, however, copyright entire choreography works, say, in a play or a television show or a film. Okay. If it's a thing that exists as a bigger thing, you can copyright it. But if it's a dance move... There's no way to do that. Well, does the Carlton dance exist under the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? That is a good question. Just and like the Donald Faison poison dance exists yeah. under Scrubs. You could, in theory, uh, say that the, uh, the, stu- the studio responsible for uh, developing the French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air owns that dance. Yes, you could you can make that argument in court. And maybe he will. But that... Uh, is kind of moot at this point because basically Epic can just sit there and be, or 2K, uh, either one, can just sit there and be like, well, you can't copyright the dance, we're free to use this. Mm-hmm. The question is, is now that there's so many of these people that are all ganging up on them, will, in, uh, in, in, uh, in order to get this PR to, like, disaster to go away, will they just pay them and call it a day? I'd say Fortnite has made enough money where they can just pay them. Yeah. Epic has a lot of cash. I wouldn't be surprised if this just ends up being settled. But basically, yeah. Technically, Epic didn't do anything. Other games have been doing this for a while. It just... It does suck that the people who ostensibly created these dances are not getting paid for the money that's going into them from people buying them. Yeah, that does suck because it sucks to create something and not be paid for it when it's being used. I get that. But at the same time, there's no legal precedent for this. There's no way in a court of law that you can say it is illegal that you did this. All you can do is hope that they'll be understand, like, oh, yeah, I guess we did kind of rip you off. Which, they know what they're doing. They <laughs> yeah. know where the inspiration for the dance comes from. They know from. exactly where the dance comes from. But yeah. because there is no legal precedent that you have to pay them for it, they're kind yeah. of free to do what they want. It yeah. tells... You know, a law's put in place about it. So yeah, we'll see how this kind of pans out over the next, uh, probably uh, in the coming new year, because uh, chances are it'll take a while for this to get all sorted. Well, here's the other devil's advocate of it. Because <laughs> the Carlton Dance has been implemented in so many other video games, mm-hmm. why pursue it now? Or was he paid for that dance prior? My guess is that uh, because the the that the rapper Two Millie kind of opened the floodgates. Yeah. These other people are realizing, oh man, we got to get on on this now or never, because like I said, get enough people at the same time, then Epic basically has to shoo you away with money because they can't t- 
take care of individual like on a case by case basis. That's too much like power and like too much time can like time and money to worry about. Like it's easier for them to just write everybody checks and say sayonara. Just be like, all right, we're paid you for your dance. It's probably easier just to pay for a dance mm-hmm. than it is to than it is to legalize be court, about it. Being court and try to like say that they're in the right because buddy wins. Because, yeah, legally, they probably are in the right. But morally, it sucks. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All That's right. pretty much all we can say about that. All right, let's talk about our down-the-street Oh, Blizzard. Come on, Blizzard again. Uh, they're in the news because of Heroes of the Storm. Well, they're not heroes of this PR storm. Well, so here's the storm. This is an interesting story because I want to note up, up front. They're not shutting down Heroes of the Storm. Heroes yes. of the Storm will still be a game that you can play. It will still be a game that will exist in some form or another in the esports world. However, Blizzard is pulling all support from it, which means that they're ostensibly taking all cash prizes, all Blizzard sponsorship, all streams, just anything that Blizzard was putting money towards to promote and engage in the community around Heroes of the Storm. Wiped off the face of the earth. Yep. All the major developers who major worked developers. on Here of the Storm are yes. now being shifted yes. to work on a new game. So not, none be... of them, nothing that's already been announced, yeah. but something else being in development. Yes, they say the game is going away and will continue to support the, with new heroes, themed events, and other events. They will be canceling, though, the Heroes Global Championship and their college competition, Heroes of the Dorm. For Heroes of the Storm? Yeah, in 2019. Yes. Uh, this has, of course, led players to vent their frustration towards Blizzard. This has been an internet chaos the last week. A lot of uh, people basically saying, you're taking away people's like livelihood. You're taking people's jobs away by not supporting this game. And it's like, not really? But I could also understand that people would be scared if this thing that they've shoutcasted for... Uh, professionally, yes, uh, for the last half of a year, say, uh, is now being taken again, uh, like in their vision, in, in their, their view, in their being view. taken from them and not being supported on a wider scale. Right. Yeah. In a way, it's. I think it should be less that and more, more like, kind of like if I don't know, you were putting on a, 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 a play and it, you had a rich sponsor and the rich sponsor was like all right i'm done you seem to have, have it from here i'm done and i'm moving on to a different play like that's all this really is yeah it's not necessarily going away and these people will find other things to do but i could also understand a fan being pissed that their favorite game is not going to be supported well, especially when a big company from blizzard like yeah. surely you can spare a developer right you would think spare they have a such a huge team spare, spare some code <laughs> yes please please just a hundred thousand dollars for this tournament please <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, also in the news this week in video games is something that you, uh, are, are knowledgeable about here. Yeah. Your upcoming favorite game of 2019. Uh, already called it. Already calling it. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, the third Kingdom Hearts game. Yes, they already called it. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, with just one and a half months before its release. Yes, it comes out end of jo- end of January. The game uh, got out into the wild. Well, we already know this game went gold. But now it got released like the wild animal it is. Somebody un- unlocked the cage in the middle of the night and it went around the zoo crazy. Um, 
so yeah, what happened? Somebody was selling the game on Facebook, claiming to have early access to the Xbox version via distribution center. It is worth noting that the game went gold at the beginning of December is now in the printing process. The man has been caught because he used, stupidly enough, his own Facebook profile to close the sale. Uh, so apparently this guy didn't know yeah. anything about the game. He, he just, just said that like, it was this is a game. Be, like, this is a game that hasn't come out yet, and I know people are excited about it. So if anyone wants to buy it off me for 200 bucks, yeah. I'll ship it to you. And my understanding is he was trying to ship it, for, like, give it away for, like, $100. Yeah. It was, like, reasonable, surprisingly. Not, like, it could have been way worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially for, like, this AAA game that people have been waited literal years for. Literal. <laughs> literal years. So, yeah, I mean, games get leaked like this all the time. This is just a weird, funny example of that kind of thing happening. Yeah, uh, apparently only ten copies were sold before he was caught. So, needless to say, your favorite Twitch streamer still does not have access to Kingdom Hearts, nor will they until January. So yes. don't worry about uh, it. It is of note that even press release, or like like people in the press, have not gotten their hands on yeah. this game yet. Yeah. So, yeah, this was like, it's not like someone was test playing it you know, for a review, and then handed it to their friend who went on to sell it. No. Right. This is, like, literal printed copy taken off the... Yeah. Taken out of the box. Of the warehouse. Of the warehouse. Uh, But, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this thing coming out for one reason. So I can stop talking about it? Well, no. I was going to say, because I want to watch you stream this thing. Oh, okay. Because this will be the first time that you're playing a game and we're not in the same house anymore. Yeah. So I'll have to actually tune in when you go live. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this stupid game that I'm never going to play. I'm going to watch somebody else play this. An expert, so they can actually explain to me what the hell is going on. I can explain what's happening. All right. So that's Kingdom Hearts 3. Next up. We have a, a uh, fun story. The last story in video games is a fun little story. Yeah, it's so about, let's, let's end on a high note here. It's about um, a him, Mario. It, it's a him. It's a him, Mario. Well, more, more specifically, it's uh, the voice of Mario, uh, Charles Martinet. Uh, Martinet uh, has been accepted into the Guinness Book of World Records for voicing the same character over 100 times. Although he didn't beat anybody for this title. Uh, I mean, what, what would the record be for yeah. it? It just so happens that the just-released Super Smash Brothers Ultimate gave him that 100. Yeah, uh, it's a nice round number. The next closest would be the character Luigi, but hey, that's also him. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, turns out if you voice a very popular character in a video game, you'll probably end up in the Guinness Book of World Records at some point. Those residual checks for voicing Mario. Oh my god, I can't imagine, like... Like, okay, which one's this for? Yeah. Oh, it's Super Smash. Oh, this <laughs> oh. one's Brawl. Oh, this one's Tennis. Oh, this one's Olympics. Like, so many Mario games. <laughs> so many Mario Oh, this one's a 3DS. Oh, yeah. this is for that one line I had in Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious about what happens, by the way, when that Illumination Mario movie comes out. Uh, will, will they voice... Will they get him to voice it, or... Yeah. Will he have will a they voice? <laughs> get Ryan Reynolds as Mario or something dumb. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That is it for video game news. Did you play any video games? Uh, yes, actually. Okay. I've been playing HQ. That's not a video game. Uh, well, they're doing a special holiday Christmas. Still not a video game. Okay. Well, then, I have been playing another game. It is Power Rangers. <laughs> That's a television it's show. A no, it's a video No, game. it's a mobile Power oh. Rangers game. Okay. It is uh, specifically called... Hold on. Power Rangers. 
By Nexion. <laughs> okay, so it's an Exxon game. Yeah, it's an Exxon game. It's in the same vein as the uh, Marvel Mobile Strike game. Okay, yeah. where, But here's the catch about it, and the reason... Old, I've been playing this game for about like two months now, and I haven't talked about it for a specific reason. Okay. That being, the Power Rangers are not the entire roster of Power Rangers. Okay. It's specifically the Disney version um, when it moved over to them. As if that's the one that they have the rights to? As if that's from then on. <laughs> yes. I think it's like SPD on that they have the rights to. Everything after the, the Disney buy of Saban Entertainment? Yes. Yeah. But they do have, strangely enough, the original Mighty Morphin it. But they're behind such a huge, uh-huh. like, paywall because and Because they know that's the one everybody Because that's likes. the one you want. And yeah. they just also have to be the most powerful in it. Of course. But you can also, like, get the different shards to power up the other Power Rangers. But you have to... So, normally, in Mobile Strike, it was, you fill up the bar, you go up the level. This one, no. You fill up the bar, you get a plus one next to your level. Yeah. Then you do that five times over in order to go up the next level or the next star rank. Mm-hmm. This is different from other games like Mobile Strike, like even Kingdom Hearts Union, uh, Union Cross, which if, after you level it up enough, you can get the next tier. No, this is level it up, you'll get a plus one. You do that five times over. And I basically said, this is dumb. Why can't I just level it up yeah. as, as it is and go up the next level there? That sounds... Terrible. It is terrible. This is a cash grab. This mm-hmm. is the dumpster fire of a game. So don't play this. I was hoping that, hey, it's all the Power Rangers. Nope. It's, you know, I, I like what they did with, you know, it's Nexion. Like, what, nope. why? Yeah, no, it's pay, pay money to get all the it's, power. It's pay money. It's paywall. It's cash grab. It's dumb. Don't do that. Welcome to 2018 Mobile Gaming. Uh, that's going to be my mobile game of the year. Just paywall stuff. Yes. <laughs> Money. Just money. Just a tw- picture of a $20 bill. <laughs> this is my game of the year. Uh, speaking games, uh, I did not play anything new this week. But uh, I did play old games. what you play? We got a Super NES Classic in, in the house. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we played some of the, the old games. Oh, because it was on sale? I don't know where it Christmas came from. Gift. I'm just accepting that it's here. Okay. Um... I don't care where it came from. It could have dropped out of the sky for all I know. It could have dropped out of the back of a truck. But yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled because it's really awesome. And there's so many games on the thing that I want to play really badly. But so far, we played some uh, Super Mario World because, of course, course. we played some um, uh, Super... uh, Sorry. uh, Kirby Superstar. Because you love Kirby. Because I love Kirby. Played some of that. We played some uh, Donkey Kong Country, which is still not a good game. (laughs) Uh, in case you were wondering. I was not. Um, today I watched some F-Zero and some Secret of Mana. Oh, is that what I was watching? Right yeah, now? that was Secret of Mana. Okay. And then, yeah. Did you play any of that um, Star Fox I thing? have not touched Star Fox 2 yet. That is okay. the new game. That is a uh, technically a 2017 release. Yes. So it's not eligible for this year either. But yes, um, that is a new game of sorts. So I haven't touched that yet. But yeah, I'm excited to jump into that. Decided to jump into Super Metroid. Decided to jump into Yoshi's Island. Okay. There's some quality stuff on there. Okay. So, but that's um, old. All right. Well, so and I one last new video games. Okay. Speaking of not playing any new games, mm-hmm. uh, I've gone back and I've played Kingdom Hearts Union 
cross, Unchained mm-hmm. Key, whatever it's called now. Uh, the <laughs> the iOS version. Right, the phone. And uh, I, so when you play the iOS version, there's a, you can play the Kingdom Classic games, you know, from that Kingdom Classic trailer. Yeah. Uh, and if you do X amount of stuff, you get a free keyblade out of it. I have just now completed all that requirements. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I, it was a grind. That's all I can say about it. It was a grind. Some of the games were kind of fun, but there's like one game in specific that's just stupidly hard. Yeah. For no good goddamn reason. <laughs> and yeah, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it, but I'm excited for the new Keyblade. I just, it's just now it's just sitting in a code. I don't know what it looks like. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. <laughs> but yeah. That's All right, cool. uh, well, that, that is it then. I, I played a lot of drinking games. Is that ah, video games. <laughs> All right, well, All right. That, I'm calling it then. Let's end this. All right, uh, that does it for video games. Plug away. And thus, that does it for this week's Media Boat Podcast. Do you like what you saw today? Well, yes, if you I did. did. We will be back for another regular episode of the of the Media Boat Podcast next week. We'll be back for a regular episode on Wednesday, but we'll also be back in audio form for our list Aaron wrap-up shows. So, uh, if you want to hear what we thought about all the movies, the TV shows, the albums, and the video, video games, games that we experienced in the year 2018, well, get ready, because we will have not only a recap of some of the most crazy... Uh, insightful news stories of the year all, all those uh, subjects but also our top five lists of the top five things that we thought were the best things released in 2018 so these are normally hour long podcasts yeah we usually try to belt them out 30 minutes for news 30 minutes for the top five so we'll see how that goes this year yeah music is gonna be a shit show I can already tell you so, we listened to a, quite a lot of music. This was the I mean, best year of music so far on this pack. I'll say, let me, do a quick, let me do a quick count of stuff we've actually like reviewed. Because it's been actually not. I and I think that this while. will be the first and maybe only time of this entire podcast where my number one album is something you can agree, you can agree with me on. Probably. I think, we, I, think <laughs> I could probably call everything right now. But we're not going to. No, so going you to. get to tune in next week and find out when we tell you. Uh, then we'll also have, like you said, a regular podcast on our regular scheduled day, scheduled day on Wednesday as well. So look forward to that. Uh, I'm not sure if we will be live, but if we are live, that's on YouTube.com. Just search YouTube.com, uh, search uh, Media Book Podcast in YouTube.com and you'll find us. If you want to hear the audio versions of that podcast and the other podcasts I mentioned, you can find that on Apple Podcasts under Media Boat Podcasts or any of your RSS feed-driven uh, podcast catchers as well. You can find us on social media. We're at Media Boat Cast on Twitter. On Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast on Facebook. But hey, you know what? Uh, maybe don't use Facebook anymore. <laughs> How about that for 2019? I might not. I might phase out. Uh, promoting Facebook on this podcast because it's just every new news story in the last like month that comes out it's like they were given this to this company and they were screwing us over to the government and stuff it's like yeah I'm kind of done with hearing about how terrible Facebook is as a platform so yeah maybe we don't mention them after the new year uh, you can also find us... I don't have a lot of anime in my sh- list. <laughs> that, hey, you watched a lot of anime this I year. I did. I watched more than I should have. <laughs> or normally I normally true. do. It's true. Uh, but yeah, you can also find us uh, streaming video games 
like I said, Kingdom Hearts 3, January, yep. on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. So look forward to that after the new year. Uh, and you can also uh, support us on Patreon. If you like this, but think it could be better, well, you know what way it could be better is if we had money. Money that could help us with other kinds of video content. Money that could help us with inc- and, um, a, a better technology to record our podcast with. All of that and more could be uh, could be yours and ours if we uh, get supported on Patreon. But if you can't quite shoot for the stars like that, you can help us out with as little as a dollar a month. That is a fourth of a coffee at the old Starbucks. You can help us out just by $12 a year. That even little amount can help us out, make this podcast and this website, mediaboatpodcast.com, even better in 2019. That'll do it for the plugs. All right, so, I got numbers then. You got numbers? Yeah, we got 34 okay. albums we listened to. That's a lot. and Well, more than that, technically. It's just 34 we talked about. Yeah, 34 we talked about. I have 26 games we talked about. Yeah. I got uh, 50 movies? That's a lot of movies. I know I tried to get to 60. <laughs> and then Movie Pass died on me. Yeah. Let me see here real quick. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Oh, yeah, I think we came out. I don't Fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two films. I did it. You did it. You I did, did it. Movie a, a movie a week. I the did week, it. And the year's not over. I know, but, but we had, before our list. Yeah, so I did. You're it. going to. And I you said. Did it. I know. I was at forty-eight last year, yeah. and I was kicking myself. There you go. Because I didn't hit the fifty. But yeah, all right. I did it. On that note, we have to go. So Woo! we will see you guys. It finally happened. Next time on the. Thank you all podcast. for listening. We'll be back next Why? week. Yes. Bye.